Dorgan Ramen is a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. Serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in the Metro West. Everything done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508 309-3416 or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well www.dorganramen.com Listening to the Vampire Movie Minute podcast here on the Radio Horror Network, where we are covering the movie Life Force about five minutes at a time, and we are covering today minutes 30 to 35. And I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Scott Danielson. And we begin with the minutes 30 with what, Scott? Yeah, so we're we're picking back up with the doctors. We've got Bukowski and Falada, and then uh, the guy from the government is there, and he's asking questions about what's going on. So he's saying, okay, everything was burned up uh, except for the coffins. So then they start then they start to have a discussion about the coffins, and Bukowski says they've X-rayed them, and X-rays don't work. So uh, he says that uh, they they don't seem to be physical at all and that there's a force field of sorts. Like he calls it, he literally calls it a force field, which I thought was kind of interesting. And then the five minutes ends with the um, the creepy looking uh, corpse on the table. Yep, the creepy looking corpse on the table, uh, which I found out later was used in another movie, which I'll bring up once we get there. Cool. Yeah, the corpse doesn't have a lot to do in these five minutes. Let's go back to the beginning of the five minutes. Uh, we yeah. also have. Uh, do we have any new characters in these five minutes? Um, we've got two two new armed guards, and then the vampires are actually. I think the real people are actually seen on scene uh, on screen for the first time, which is uh, Chris Jagger and Bill Malin, but as the first vampire and second vampire. But uh, other than that, no. We just have two guys who speak in very uh, cartoonish British accents, and then uh, fire guns at the vampires. The um... Do you, do you think they get, they're giving uh, the the females their gaze for these five minutes um, as much as the males have been given theirs uh, with uh, Matilda? Not quite. They have actually they are very intentionally uh, cut off at the like not at the midsection. Like you you can tell that the camera is not even really looking at their bodies too much. And apparently uh, the two fellas had to wear like basically like nude socks on the whole time just in case a glimpse was. Uh, was seen on camera. I guess we're afraid of the penis, aren't we? Yep, yep, just to make sure you couldn't see their junk. So they had to wear very awkward uh, things <laughs> to cover. They did that on True Blood, didn't they, a lot? Speaking of vampires that renewed a lot. Yeah, it's 
it's not uncommon in in certain scenes, you know, because full frontal male nudity is always deemed as more uh, as a bigger problem, if that may, if if anything. Yeah, uh, or, I, I guess the penis is a problem. I mean, it's just it's yeah. not erect; it's just there. It's I yeah, understand I, it goes I, through many phases, and whereas like a woman's area is all enclosed inside their body, you're not going to be seeing anything. But uh, I remember yeah. Abram Rachel Wood, who was also on True Blood. Uh, talking about how Hollywood is afraid of the female orgasm. I mean, that's not that's not that's not wrong. Uh, I, there's definitely. I mean, it's very interesting to. Uh, I've noticed in at least in terms of nudity that male nudity played for laughs. Fine, you can you can keep your R rating, but male nudity played straight. NC seventeen almost every time. I'm reminded of um, forgetting Sarah Marshall in that Jason. Um, Oh, what's his name? Eagle. Yeah, Siegel has Eagle. two complete another penis shots in the movie, like full frontal nudity, and then he covers up, and it's like, yeah. oh, 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 I saw your penis, uh, with uh, whoever it is that we happen to see, you know, whoever happens to be in the room with them when we see it. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, like, like just random, you know, dick shots that show up in like Judd Apatow movies, like uh, Walk Hard, a movie he produced. Like they just have one that keeps showing up in one scene. That's R-rated, and then uh, Pop Star Never Stop, Never Stopping. It might actually be Judd Apatow himself, according to him, <laughs> that shows up. Like when uh, Andy Samberg's character is just talking about like his fans and how much he loves them, and then one guy just keeps like pressing his <laughs> junk onto the window. <laughs> Whose penis is still intact and can be seen on Disney Plus, of all places? Oh, goodness, I don't know. Bart Simpson. Oh, of course. There the you go. Simpson movie, they kept his penis in, in the film, which is very funny because um, a lot of people made a big deal about the fact that Disney censored out Splash and Daryl Hannah's butt cheeks are, the film is cropped to hide her butt because she does have a full backshot nude scene as well as uh, they think that they digitally enhanced their, her hair among her breasts when she's in her fish mode, because uh, mermaids in that universe don't wear seashell cups, which they never really did. That, that's always oh. been a Disney thing. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's very strange. Uh, then what happens next in these five minutes? Uh, yeah, so we begin with the discussion of the the coffins, and the Dr. Bukowski is, set, you know, the, the guy from the... Uh, I think it's the SAS. It's basically the British Secret Service. He's trying to get information. He says, okay, so this place is burned out, except for the coffins. What's in the coffins? And he's like, well, we don't really know because we can't scan them. Uh, they have force fields. They <laughs> have force fields. He literally says that. It's like a force field. It's not physical. And I'm like, that's okay. That doesn't make too much sense. Um, and they haven't been, a been able to do an autopsy yet. And then Bukowski has to leave, asks, to leave because he's still overwhelmed by his encounter with Space Girl. And then uh, the SAS guy and Dr. Falada have a interesting discussion. They're like, oh, I've heard you're a biochemist. And then uh, he says, it's like, and you specifically study, he goes, I study death. Death is what I study. <laughs> like, so, and then this is when we get the, the concept, uh, this vamp the vampiric concept where he, he believes that everything has a life force that continues on, um, you know, and that it transfers from things to things and that these things, that these particular beings are aliens um, and that they, they steal people's life force, uh, which is if you were a Family Guy fan, they'd be like, oh, they said it. And then um, 
because he says it a couple of times. And then he ends he ends his scene by saying it's like she is totally alien and totally dangerous. Uh, totally sounds like uh, PJ um, uh, PJ Souls in uh, in uh, Halloween. Totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the I think they also touched up the two male vampires as much as they did Matilda to make them the perfect male specimens with all of their glory and just make us men just absolutely just be like, oh, I wish I looked as good as that. Yeah, they got they got two guys. They found two guys with swimmer bodies. Uh, those those tend to be the types that they go for for you know male modeling and also just stuff like this. So yeah, they found two guys that looked like that. My favorite is that we got two kind of like derpy looking british soldiers where one guy's just kind of looking over them for a bit and then the his his co-worker his fellow soldier startles him for a bit he goes do you think that you think they're dead and he just goes they all look dead to me and then boom everything starts force exploding all around them unbelievable john dextrom during the commentary talks a lot about how uh he was brought into the film um, thanks to um, uh, Stuborn, um, and uh, that he wouldn't have his career if if, it, if he hadn't been brought into film. I don't mean this film; I meant film in general. Uh, onto uh, Superman and uh, the the uh, the first Star Wars movie. Oh wow! There you go. And it's interesting because apparently uh, one of the harnesses used for one of the later flying scenes was actually the same one Christopher Reeve used for the for the Superman movies. In this movie. Yeah, one of the flying harnesses for the spacesuits. Interesting. Then what happened, Scott? Yeah, so so shortly after uh, the room started exploding, uh, basically the vampires start moving towards these two guys. Uh, they empty they empty machine gun clips into them, no effect really, and then they eventually just say "f it" and decide to huck grenades at them, <laughs> and seemingly have killed them. Uh, so they say that, and so Dr. Falada and the government guy, they hear the gunfire and explosions, they come in and they just take a, they don't show it, which I thought was rather odd, but they don't show anything. They're just like, well, I guess these two aren't a problem anymore. And then they hear that there's, um, and they hear it's about time for the autopsy and then they're off to go see the autopsy. We talked a lot about Jagger's son in a previous minute, but the other vampire played by Bill Malin uh, was in Doctor Who. He was a Cyberman. He was an RAF man, which I don't know what that is. Um, and he was soldier in, in a TV series called Aloha Aloha, but that is it. He has done nothing else. Yeah, uh, yeah, an RAF, I, yeah, the RAF man, I, that would be, let's see, I believe it's Royal Air Force, so I believe it's Britain's, like, Air Force, basically. And uh, his IMDb picture is, is, like, the one picture they seem to capture of him from Life Force for his IMDb isn't until the end of the movie, but we'll get there. yeah. <laughs> yes, very intense looking. <laughs> After the vampires escape, uh, then we go to the autopsy room with the shrivel up corpse. Yeah, and then our five, and then this five minute ends right before they're about to start the autopsy. That's it. Very quick five minutes. It seems like we have a lot of talky 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 in the film, and then we have like one quick few, like a minute worth of action, like the lobbing of the grenades and the shooting of the with the soldiers. Uh, do we can we identify any of these soldiers? Yeah, it's like they always name them so similarly, so it's really difficult to discern who is who. Yeah, we have again. I just love the names of them, whether or not it, it's helpful or not, because we have first soldier, second soldier, brash guard, second guard. Uh, I think these are first soldier and second soldier, which would because their their uniform is different. Like they've got the beret, 
So I think it's Milton Cadman and Rupert Baker. Have they done anything cool or significant? Um, it looks it looks like um, Milton Cadman was kind of a TV player uh, in Britain sporadically throughout the 70s and 80s. Uh, Rupert Baker, very similar, very similar. He's kind of had sporadic TV work uh, after this, mostly in Britain. Nothing, nothing really of note, though he was in something called Vampire Diary in two thousand and six. Vampire Diary, I think. I'd have to look to see what that is. Um, I might be confusing it with something else. There's a uh, another movie I think called Vampire Diaries that's tied to the um, Blue Moon Studios uh, films, Charles Band. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Subspecies, I think, is the his vampire film series. Gotcha. Hmm. Which, uh, who knows, maybe we'll get to. Maybe not. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of subspecies. But we, we've, got, we've got to get through this movie, and we have one other film that we already talked about we will definitely be doing. So mm-hmm. uh, just to break us out of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all we have the time we, time we have here for this five minutes of the Vampire Movie Minute podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Vampire Movie Minute or on Twitter at Vampire Movie Minute. You can also find us on our individual Twitters at Christy SAV. And I'm at Scott C. Danielson. You can send us an email to thatradioofhorror at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please buy us a cup of coffee. I have it set up to buy us a slice of pizza and basically makes a donation to us. Radio Horror backslash buy me a cup of coffee. Thank you, everyone, and we'll be back next week with another five minutes of the Vampire Movie Minute podcast. Catch you then. Mm-hmm.